Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Research shows that being part of a community really helps us feel united, supported, safe and secure, and we're more apt to reach our goals. This is exactly what we had in mind when we created our Roadmap to Wellness Club. Join us now for our monthly membership group where we host weekly meetings, hosting live Q&As and content created to help you transform your health as well as monthly expert speakers. Go to transformingwomenshealth.com and click on Roadmap to Wellness Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Toxin Terminator. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in each and every week. Um, I'm just blessed to be able to share so much knowledge with you guys, and today is no exception to the rule. We have with us the most amazing guy. You might have heard him on previous episodes with The Toxin Terminator. He's also been in my uh, summit that is an evergreen summit called Restore, Renew, Rejuvenate. He is the master of metabolism. He is a metabolic cellular biologist. He is a best-selling author, speaker. He's been featured on CBS and NBC. He is a coach and the founder of the Nutritional Fitness Program. Now, his mission is to help you balance your body chemistry to reclaim youthful energy, lose weight, and achieve your optimal optimal wellness goals. I'd love for you guys to meet my friend, Belden Combe. Belden, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Amy. I love being here. <laughs> we always have so much fun. I just, you know, everything just interconnects. Now, listen, guys, most of us in this health and wellness space, um, we've got our own personal journey. And we kind of were disgusted with the results that we were getting through all of the traditional methods. And I know you're no exception to the real Belden. Can you just share with us briefly a little bit about your history and why you got into the space you're in? I actually want to share something with you today I haven't shared with you before because it's such an integral part of why I did what I did when I had the opportunity. When I was 19 years old, a friend of mine and I went fishing, my cousin actually. Yeah, this started when I was 19. My wow. cousin went fishing in a place called Outlaw Canyon in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And this canyon is where Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid used to retreat when they were chased by the law, right? Thousands, <laughs> thousands of washouts on the walls two ways in and out of the canyon. They're both really hard. Nobody could find them when they would hide in there. So we went down fishing in the stream at the bottom and we weren't catching anything. So about noon, we just gave up. We started hiking around and we sat in one of these washouts. And guess what? As our eyes adjusted, we couldn't see the back of it. So we threw rocks and we couldn't hear the back of it. And it was a full-blown cave. So we ran back to camp, got flashlights, came back to this cave. Went back a little ways, and we were encountered right away with a big pile of guano. If you don't know what guano is, it's bat poop. 
I was going <laughs> to, who's that, uh, what's that Jim Carrey movie back in the, um, oh my gosh, back in the day, because that's when I got introduced to Guana, was watching uh, the movie. Oh, the uh, Pet Detective. Pet Detective, Pet Detective <laughs> yeah. So there's this big pile of guano, and I wanted to see what was on the other side of it. My cousin said, no way I'm crawling over a pile of bat poop. <laughs> I did. I did. That means there's hundreds of them inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. But when I got back there, what I found was about this much dust. There were no footprints, no beer cans, no candy wrappers. I realized that when I went into this cave, I was the only human that had ever been there. And I went back into it, not even my cousin, because he wouldn't crawl over the bat poop, right? So I get back in there, and there's it's full-blown stalagmites, stalactites, beautiful pastel colors. It was amazing. And I was standing there thinking, man, this is Louis Armstrong. Not Louis Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Let me get my Armstrongs right. Neil Armstrong on the moon. Yeah. Couldn't have felt any more excited than I did, because we're both standing someplace that no one had ever seen before. And I came out and told my cousin about it. And my cousin is like, I'm not crawling over that pile of bat <laughs> Still not going there. <laughs> Flash forward, though. Flash forward. Because this event changed everything in my life. Because I realized then that I stood where nobody had stood before because I was willing to do what most people aren't willing to do. And that was climb over a big pile of poop. Right? Oh, so my word. That, that so much changed and shaped my adventurous nature and everything about how I did things from there forward. So you flash forward to when I was 39 and I was morbidly obese, teetering right on the edge. I had a BMI mm-hmm. of 40 and that's like right on the edge of morbidly obese. And I'd been working my life in the building trades and I loved it. I loved building. But at 39 years old, I wound up in the ER with my first of three heart attacks and full-blown heart disease. And it wasn't because I wanted to be there and it wasn't because I wasn't paying attention. Right. I knew I was gaining weight. I was trying to lose. I was trying to get control of my health. I was doing all the things. I was doing all the things. I was reading the things. I was Mm -hmm. doing things my doctor was telling me to do. And like just about everybody, I would see short-term results, right? right? I'd lose weight or I'd feel a little better. I'd get some energy back. But after some short-term results, I'd gain it back with interest and year over year, if you just took one day every year and compared me, each year on that day, I would be heavier, less energetic, and feel worse than the year before. Mm. So after I wound up in the ER, honest to God, Amy, I did not think I was going home. My only regret was I didn't get to say goodbye to anybody before I got hauled off. And I did. I got out of there. And I realized that the thing I needed to do was to take this into my own hands and to learn, not learn what the new gimmick is. I needed right. to learn how it works, right. Right? right? I needed to learn how this works, because if I knew how this works, I could work with it. Right. So I went back to school to learn how this works. And when I went back to school, everybody's like, what are you doing going back to school? Nobody just goes and changes their whole career to get healthy. But that's what that cave did to me. Right. Now, figure it out. I've got to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Let's let's stop you right there because I know that we're on video and people are seeing you tapping your body. 
right? This works. So Belden, and if for those listening to the podcast, he's holding his body. He's he's <laughs> referring to his body, how his body works. Went back to school to, to, to determine that. I just wanted to make sure that people understood. <laughs> yeah, it's in the video world. I forget that. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm literally grasping my chest for those of yes. you that, that can't see it because I needed to know how we work. And there's a science out there that's important for you guys to put into your mind when you're thinking about this, because everybody talks about the science, right? It's science. It's the science. Somebody can say two plus two is one and say, it's the science. And somebody else can say two plus two is five and say, it's the science. And guess what? They're both wrong. (laughs) Right? Right. Cellular biology is the science and probably more importantly, the area of study that we know is biochemistry. Biochemistry is literally called the science of us because chemistry is how we work. So I went back and I started learning biochem and cellular biology, and I've been studying it ever since. And I hope I never stop because there's so much to learn. But the first two things I learned absolutely blew my mind because they were so opposite to everything we've been told. Right, right, right. The first thing I learned, and it's one of the first things you study, is metabolism and what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you do a Google search, what is metabolism? You're going to get back 800 billion hits about this <laughs> factoring furnace, right? Right, right. If you go to school and you learn what metabolism is, guess what? There is no furnace. <laughs> right, right. No, it's not there. <laughs> no, it's not there. Metabolism does two things. It takes things apart and it puts things together. Takes apart your food and it puts it together into the physical matter that makes up your body. The 30 to 100 trillion cells that are us are made out of the food that we eat, right? This physical stuff does not come out of nowhere. And yet, somehow, we're walking through life, and I was walking through life, believing that food is nothing more than fuel. Right. Oh, and we hear that. We hear that all the time. Fuel yourself, fuel yourself, have the best fuel. But if food is fuel, what the heck makes up the cells of our body? It doesn't materialize out of thin air. No, food is building blocks. And that one realization became the foundation for everything that I've done from then until now to lose 105 pounds and keep it off for 15 years. Don't tell me keeping it off is a hard part. Keeping it off has been the easy part. Right. Right. You understand how this works. Keeping it off is the easy part. So I lost 105 pounds. I've kept it off for 15 years, almost 16 now. I reversed heart disease. I remember the last time I was at my my cardiologist's office. Uh After 21 medications that I was on, he was taking me off of the last medication. And he said, Belden, I don't want to take you off of this one. I said, why not? And he said, because I don't believe what you've done. I'm afraid to take you off of this one because I don't believe what you've done. And I'm like, dude, if I don't need it, I'm not taking it. Right. Exactly. 15 years completely free of heart disease, which you can't reverse. And yet it's gone. Right. Um, Diabetes. I was pre-diabetic when all of this Mm -hmm. started. That's gone. Mm -hmm. My cholesterol, all of my factors are normalized, everything. And they have been from then until now. And it all started with that realization Food is building blocks. So right. if food, food is building blocks, what building blocks do we need to have to be optimally healthy? 
And that's where it all started. That's right. that's, And you now know a piece you never knew before, but it's the piece that changed my life and made right. me into the person that has to know. Well, right and there. that, that and I love hearing that story because you touched on something that I think the the deeper I go, you've been doing this for almost seventeen years, sixteen years now. Um, is is you know you've been working with people. I've just been working with people for a few short years, and even in working, I'm seeing this over and over again. We talked about this before we went live that so many people are stuck in this rut of just accepting the status quo. So many people are, you know, well, it's just normal aging. It's just part of, you know, what life is. Everybody else is is doing it too. Everybody else feels this way. Somehow we've learned to accept mediocrity, you know, in terms of this is how we're going to feel. Or the other side of the coin is we're chasing the proverbial, you know, shiny object. We're we're looking for that, you know, magic pill that's going to somehow fix us instead of being willing to do the hard work, willing to go where most people are not willing to go and look at the beauty that it's made into your entire life. You know, and what you see, I mean, you know, get out of our comfort zones, you know, because nothing good is inside that comfort zone, is it? No, no. It's interesting because on your post teasing this call today, you mentioned this too. And if I can share a couple of just brutal statistics, okay. And we do, we love (laughs) statistics, right? Yeah. And this is, this is no judgment involved. This just is. And if you understand this just is, you can start making different choices. Less than one in a thousand people who try to lose weight and get their health back, less than one in a thousand actually succeed. Less than one in a thousand. Okay. That means a thousand people go out and say, I want to get control of my health. A thousand people lose some weight. A thousand people gain some energy. A thousand people feel better. And a thousand people gain it all back, feel Mm -hmm. worse than they felt before and get more sick. Now I hear all these things from people all the time. Yeah. Oh man. It just sucks for us women. It's so easy for you guys. Here's, (laughs) Here's another brutal statistic. All right. It's easier for guys on the front end, but the actual statistic are one in 100 or excuse me, one in 864 women who try to get a, a healthy weight and by a healthy weight, I'm not saying we're going to lose 20 pounds because that's more reasonable. No, I'm talking about getting your health back. Right. Getting yourself in optimal shape. One in 864 who try are going to succeed and maintain it. One in 864, right? But that number for men becomes one in 1,256. Less men are able to pull it off than women. Let's break this down. Because you're throwing these stats out here, and I'm not sure if you're done with your stats, but I, I, I got, a, I've got a burning question, and I need, to, I need to have an answer and have a conversation about this. Yeah, I think people are chasing the wrong goal. Well, see, think, this thing, right? You're, you're right. Because if, and and this is why these statistics become important. It's not because you can't do it, and it's not because you need to feel helpless and forlorn. No. You need to look out there and say, everybody is going to, and fill in the blank. 
everybody's going into keto. Everybody's going into, you know, I got to do this plant-based thing. Everybody's going into intermittent fasting. Everybody's going whole bore into the newest fad and less than one in a thousand are succeeding. Maybe they're not in the right place. Well, and, and are they, and my point too, and and I get it, you know, we've got Mm -hmm. how many different eating plans out there, you know, diet plans, how many supplements are out there, how many, you know, all of these things. And I'm not saying that supplements are bad by any stretch of the imagination, because I think some people in the current state in their body, they need some sort of supplementation so that their body can even absorb the nutrients that we're going to feed it uh, and then get to the point. It's a supplement. It's it's made to supplement what you're eating and then your body will eventually get there. But I think chasing after the weight loss is the wrong goal is what I mean by that. I think we need to be looking for optimal wellness. Weight loss is just a side effect of getting our bodies healthy. If our bodies... Amen. Weight loss is a side effect of malnutrition. And I think people need to to understand what malnutrition is. Mm -hmm. Malnutrition does not mean you're not eating enough. We think, oh, there's only malnutrition in third world countries because they don't have enough food. Oh, no. Malnourishment means you don't have the nourishment that you need. That's all. You don't have the nutrients your body needs. And if you eat a bucket load of food and it doesn't have the nutrients your body needs, guess what? You're malnourished. You're still malnourished, yeah. (laughs) And, And if you're in a state of malnourishment to where the body doesn't have what it needs, it's going to hoard what it has. Right. Remember? If you don't have what your body needs, it's going to hoard what it has. That's just the the survival mechanism that's built into us. But if you have what you need, guess what? Your body will release that which it doesn't need. So this Mm. isn't isn't a matter of eating less. And people have that idea, right? Eat less. Calories. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a matter of eating less. It's a matter of eating smart. It's a matter of eating right if you eat right, you can pretty much have whatever you want to have in terms of volume. If you have the right things in your body, it will throw away what it doesn't need. And it's just that simple. Right. Well, you know, and and I know this is is going to go off on a on a side tangent, but I think it's so important because as I've begun to work with clients and and beyond getting, you know, in my own journey, I hear repeatedly food, 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 food is always this this big hurdle. You know, it's like their, their relationship to food, the understanding what food is doing inside their body. Um, you know, under this, this notion that they've got to eat the right foods. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, but food is like the biggest I see with the women that I've worked with is such a struggle for them, not knowing what is healthy, not, not knowing how to make what is healthy tastes good, right? You know, they think uh, if it's healthy, it's not going to taste good. It's not going to be what we want in our bodies. So let's have a little bit of a conversation because you're talking about we need food to be the building blocks of the body, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So what, what do we need to understand about food that maybe we don't really understand yet? I think we need to understand relationship, transformation, and purpose. Okay. Let's take those in order. Relationship, transformation, purpose. 
Okay. Having a relationship with food is like having a relationship with a rock. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. A relationship is a two-way street where you give to somebody and they give back to you. Food is an inanimate object. It cannot love you. It doesn't care. It doesn't have good food, bad food. It's just food. It has no feelings at all, no morality. So if you have a relationship with food, you're having a relationship with something that cannot care for you in return. So it's really not a relationship with food that you're having. You're just transferring that onto the food. The fact that we're trying to have a relationship with food means, (laughs) think about it. The fact that we're trying to have a relationship with food means we're having a relationship with something that we would define in human terms as a sociopath because it cannot have a relationship back with you. We need to let go of the entire notion of a relationship with food. And we're going to come back to that when we talk about purpose. Okay. So let's let the relationship go for the time being. And let's talk about transformation. Okay. When I was going through my breakup last year, which was like early hard for me, Mm -hmm. when I was going through that, I read a fantastic book. And this book was all about the ability to consciously let go of something, let go of it in a purposeful way that serves you. Okay. Okay. And there's there's a point that was made in this book about transformation. And when I read it, I'm like, oh my God. This is a relationship book. However, this sentence has so much to do with the way we look at food. It's not even funny. Here's what it said. It said transformation has two parts. Transformation is about grabbing onto and holding onto the new, accepting it, loving it, while while letting go of the old. And you cannot have transformation if you don't do both. And I was thinking about that in terms of, hey, when I start dating again, can you imagine if I said, oh, hey, baby, I love everything about you. You're so amazing. I love your independence. I love what you're doing in the world. I love that you own the things that you stand for. I love this so much. Now, if you could just lay your head on my shoulder and nibble on my ear a little bit, because my ex used to do that and I loved it so much. (laughs) <laughs> how long do you think that relationship is going to last <laughs> Hands down. it's over already and it hasn't even started and i'm going to be lucky if i don't have bruises when she walks <laughs> right i need to embrace the new but i also need to let go of the old and we see this in food all the time and this is the number one problem people have okay and Amy, I so much embrace what you're teaching me about food. Belvin, what you're teaching me about food. Oh my God, I embrace it. I love this. This resonates so deeply. Now, if I could just turn it into that burger and fries, and if I could just turn it into that pizza. See, we're embracing the new, all right. But if we don't let go of the old, mm-hmm. if we let go of the old, we cannot incorporate the new and we're going to be lucky if we don't have bruises as we walk away from whatever program we tried and so transformation has to have both yeah embrace it mm-hmm. you have to you have to rethink what's normal for you right and you have to stop saying that garbage that comes from factories is normal food if right. that's 
normal, you're always going to gravitate to it. Right. No, normal has to be what the earth gives us. And when we accept that as normal, we can let go of what's old, which leads us to purpose. Maybe you can relate. We tried every fad diet, meal plan, cleanse, and exercise program out there to get rid of that unwanted belly fat. It's so frustrating trying to figure out what in the world to do. Through our training and certifications, we've learned a proven method that has completely transformed our lives. Not only did we lose the belly fat, but we have increased energy, we sleep better, and wow, does our hair and skin look better than ever. Join our three-day boot camp, Roadmap to Wellness Boot Camp, at transformingwomenshealth.com. So we have relationship transformation and purpose. And we have to ask ourselves, what is the purpose of food? Because I have news for you. It's not to light your mouth on fire. <laughs> the purpose what? of food. Yeah. The purpose of food is to build an optimal cell in your body. In fact, the purpose of food is to build 30 to 100 trillion optimal cells in your body. And only when you understand that that's the purpose of food can you can you really begin to think of food properly and to think of, of how you want to use food properly. There's an architect you guys might have heard of. His name is Frank Lloyd Wright. And mm -hmm. he built a house that was an absolute disaster. And that house made him rethink philosophically how he thinks about architecture. Mm -hmm. Now listen, because now listen, this plays into food too. He built a house called Falling Water. And Falling Water is built over a stream and a waterfall. It's a beautiful house. And he had this vision of these great, huge, long cantilever decks that would hang out over the water. Mm -hmm. right? And so he drew the house and then he struggled to make the engineering work to hold it up. Right. But the form of the house was more important than the engineering. So three years after the house was built, it started falling apart. Oh, no. And literally hundreds of millions of dollars have been spent trying to keep this house together, which now memorial <clears throat> memorializes this. Hundreds of millions of dollars through the years. I, I believe it was built in the 1920s, if memory serves. But whenever it was, hundreds of millions of dollars are still being spent trying to hold this house together. Okay. But it made Frank Lloyd Wright rethink architecture. And he came up with a philosophy called form follows function. In other words, we're going to build engineering that works. And then we're going to build the most beautiful house that conforms to that engineering that we can. But engineering is first. And in our body, we have to think about taste follows nourishment. It's the same thing. Form follows function. Your food does not have to be bland. It does not have to be expensive. It does not have to be any of those things. But food first has to nourish the body and then make it as tasteful as you can around that core nourishment. If we flip that script and we start thinking that food is about taste and if it nourishes our body, great. And if it doesn't, great. Taste is first. Guess what? You're going to spend. Yeah. And you're going to spend. And this is, this is the harshest statistic I can throw out because it's brutal. You're going to spend the last 16 years of your life only alive because of life-sustaining medications or medical equipment. And this is a brutal statistic in America. The average lifespan is 78 years. Mm -hmm. The average healthy lifespan. And the average healthy lifespan is defined by how long you live without the need of life-sustaining drugs or medical equipment. 
Okay. The average lifespan is only 62 years old. The average American is on life-sustaining drugs or medical equipment before they even retire. The quality of life is gone. How many, you know, this does not surprise me because how many people do we see that are on so many medications? Um, I mean, you just, you just hit it because when you were talking about Frank Lloyd Wright and, you know, form follows function and that they're spending millions of dollars trying to keep this, you know, structure, uh, you know, together is exactly what we're doing in the United States and in the world as a whole, but mostly here in the United States, um, you know, we're throwing what is it? We're $3.5 trillion are spent each year in the healthcare industry. Oh, yeah. And I love it when people say to people like us, oh, my God, I can't afford your program. Bull. You cannot not <laughs> afford the program. Affording this program is a drop in the bucket compared to what you're going to pay. And don't think your insurance is going to cover it because you're going to cap out your insurance and then it's on you and your estate and your kids. Right. right? Well, and so here's the thing. We've, we're throwing all these this information out there and, and which is, is, is good. And you have to understand, you know, where things are if you're not understanding them within your own life, you know, already. Right. Um, but I want to take the last part of our time together and I want to talk about solutions because, you know, we all know our we think we know what the problem is, but we want to know what are solutions. I like to live in a solution-based reality. Um, you know, no one wants to sit here and sulk in the in the problem. Let's figure out what we can do. And I know you've got some exciting things going on over at Nutritional Fitness, so I want to hear. Oh man, I want the scoop on what's happening for these solutions. We are in the most exciting place, and I am in the most exciting place that I've been in since I first started this program 15 years ago. It's called Fat Free With Me back in those days because that's where my understanding was, right? Mm -hmm. You got to get rid of fat. And my understanding has evolved so far past that. So what we've done is after 16 years of, of working with people one-to-one, start to finish every day through their program, we've we've Taken, I've actually had somebody just sit me down and just grill me to pull information out of my head, right? Mm -hmm. On what has been the, the greatest success factors through those periods of time. What have been the greatest struggles and challenges people that have faced? What right. are the commonalities across all people, but what are the differences between individuals? And right. pull all of those out. And we've turned those into the most exciting program that we've ever put out. And I cannot wait to release this thing on May 1st. It's called Nutritional Fitness Accelerator. Okay. An accelerator is a combination of tools that are going to really help people zero in quickly, very, very quickly on what's going to move the needle for them. One is the part that everybody needs, right? There are commonalities amongst us all. There are things we all need to learn. I'm a firm believer that knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you accurately know, I should say, right? <laughs> yeah. The more you accurately know how this works, the more you're going to be able to start making better decisions for yourself, not consciously, subconsciously. Right. The more you know, you're going to automatically make better decisions for yourself. So the first part of this program is the accelerator online learning modules that in a very 
specific way designed to just drill into your psyche painlessly, of course, <laughs> drill into your psyche, the, the important fundamentals, that's all in online learning modules. We don't have to do that one-to-one -one with people because honestly, if you can do it online at your pace, go back and reread, really mm -hmm. let something sink in. It's going right. to be better for you anyway. So right. we've put those things into the, the fastest way to learn that you can possibly learn. The second thing though, is there are differences, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to start this program out with a one-to-one -one triage call with one of our personal health guys. A triage call is designed to get you out of your misguided self-help edge into a guided self-help. And I say misguided because I ask every client who I've ever served, hey, what are your health goals? And they're like, oh, I really think I'd be happy if I reached 140. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? It means that's all I think I can do. I really yeah. should be at 119, but I don't think I can do it. So I'd really be happy. No, guys, if your ship capsizes and you're 100 miles away from the island, you row the damn boat 100 miles. <laughs> 90's not going to get it there. No, you don't row at 80 because that's more realistic and you don't row at 20 because that's reasonable. So a triage call is designed to, in a kind but very straightforward manner, get people into making real goals. And then to show people how to use Accelerator in the best way possible to reach those goals. So one of the first things we're going to tell you is what Amy said a few minutes ago. Weight loss is a side effect. So let's right. focus on the real problem. Okay. Let's focus on the real problem. And here's how you can use Accelerator to do that. Now, there are certain places through your journey where we know you're going to run into blocks. Right. You start a new program. You're in the honeymoon. You're going to see success. You're going to follow the process right on the money. And because you follow the process, oh, my God, you see success. Imagine right. that. Right. And then and then you get comfortable with it. The honeymoon's over. You start setting unrealistic expectations. And then you stop following the process and start mm -hmm. making it up as you go. And guess what? It doesn't work as well. Can you imagine that? You stop following the process. It doesn't work as well. So we are going to have a one-to-one -one call when that happens. And we're going to help you one-to-one -one refocus, get back on track. And I want to be clear what I mean by unrealistic goals. Mm -hmm. The average client in the first three weeks of our program loses 20 to 25 pounds. Wow. And they're like, wow, I lost mm -hmm. a day. But you didn't lose a pound a day. Mm -hmm. You lost three pounds that day. You mm -hmm. gained a pound this day. You mm -hmm. were flat on those days. You didn't lose a pound a day. You lost 20 to 25 pounds in three weeks. Right. We're refocusing people on that because if you believe and you think and, and everybody thinks this way, I'm not even kidding. Everybody averages out. And then oh, if, yeah. you, if you don't lose a pound a day, you think you're doing something wrong. But when you think you're doing something wrong, you start losing the process and trying to figure it out on your own. You're not doing anything wrong. You're right. just forgetting that you never lost a pound a day. Right. right? So Reframing. Stop, yeah. Stop making that your expectation and reframe. So we're going to have somebody... When you need that, that coaching, we're going to have somebody get a hold of you one-to-one -one and take you through that. And right. then there's other parts in this program where you're going to run into the mental and the emotional head trash. Sure. And let's be honest. We all have it. 
Sure. And yeah. If we don't address it, and this is a big failing in our industry, is people are addressing the food, but they're not addressing the conditioning and the connections that people have made emotionally. Right. When you hit that, we're going to have another one-to-one coaching call, and we're going to help you through that one-to-one. Okay. Now, these there's a total of four conversations through the course of the year. This is a one-year program. There's a total of four conversations you're going to have one-to-one with a personal health guide when we know you need them. Okay. But what about when you know that you need us? Right. And those happen too. Those days when you're just at the bottom of the barrel and you're like, oh my God, if I don't get help, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to come apart. Right. We include in the year two SOS calls. The SOS calls are private calls that come straight to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to help you through those times when you need support the most. I love that. It's so important. It's so important because if you don't have support when you're at the bottom of your barrel, mm-hmm. that's that's when you need somebody. An, another way to bottom of the barrel or top of the ledge, right? It's like you, you either need to be talked off the ledge or you need to be pulled out of the barrel. But the SOS call is going to help you do that. And I'm going to be here for you directly when you need that help the most. And I am so super super excited to get this out. We actually just released the launch last Friday for the next two weeks. We're going to sign up the first 20 people and the first run of accelerator um, that starts May 1st. We're only putting 20 people in it because as amazing and as powerful as we already know this program is, we want to make it even better than that. So the first 20 people are going to get a founding member price. We're going to use them as a founding member. We're going to get the feedback mm-hmm. and we're going to make the program even better than it already is. So the level of touch that those first 20 clients are going to get is going to be even higher than yeah. people come in later because we want that, that from you. So it's well, like, wow, it costs less and I get more touch. How cool is that? <laughs> well, and, and and I think it's amazing that it's a year long building. And, and some people say, wow, a year long, how am I supposed to commit to that? But honestly, when we're talking about making lifestyle changes, because that's what this is, this isn't a fad diet. This isn't something that you're going to do for 30 days and then go on back and do the, what you were doing previously. You know, Incorporating this over the span of a year to me is brilliant because it it sets people up for that success of a lifetime, not just for the duration of while the program is going on. Yeah. And there's that last phase that is so important. And it's the reason we settled on a year. Mm-hmm. Most, most people can reach their health goals somewhere between three and six months. Right. People, I lost 105 pounds and reversed heart disease in seven months. Right. 105 pounds, reverse heart disease, seven months. So so why do we do the program for a year? And the reason is you have that honeymoon phase, right? right? Right. Then you have that that struggle phase right? where where you're reframing your expectations in a way that doesn't serve you. And we need to get you back. That's a struggle phase. (laughs) It is. And then we have the get it done phase, right? Once we get past the struggle phase, now we're going to get this done. Yeah. But the fourth phase is life. And if we ignore that phase, we're doing a huge disservice to our client because it's like, okay, now you've got this goal. Great. Go out in the world. We're done with you. And you're like, awesome. I have absolutely no idea how to keep this. Right. 
right? Because that is the phase where you're like, how do I handle holidays? I want to enjoy them. I don't want to go through holidays as an ascetic, not enjoying anything. Right. And I don't want to be that friend that nobody knows how to cook for or, you know, what to do because, you know, we're living this particular lifestyle, right? And what about the glass of wine? And what do I do when I travel, for God's sake? When I travel, I can't, I don't want my kid, you know? We need to help people learn right. to live a full and healthy life. The four Fs, right? Family, fun, family, friends, and food. Actually, yeah. thank yeah, family, friends, friends, fun, and food. Let's make it four Fs instead of three. Family, well, friends. Now, if you follow the, the, if you follow the Ula guys, there's seven Fs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like. I'm more simple. <laughs> keep, it, keep it simple. Well, and I like this that that you know because my background, you know, a lot of people know or don't know that you know I'm a recovering alcoholic, and you know my goal was not to live in a bubble of of recovering alcoholics and only be surrounded by people who didn't drink. My goal and objective was to be able to live life without the crutch of what I was using in the past. And living life means I'm going to be. I'm not going to necessarily put myself into situations, but I'm certainly going to be in situations where I'm surrounded by people enjoying life because there's, you know, normal people out there, uh, you know, that drink. And, and that's that's what, you know, I was able to, to get to. And it's the same thing when we're living those healthy lifestyles is not having ourselves in this little bitty bubble that, um, you know, is is, you know, not life. You know, we want to we want to be vibrant and healthy, and um, you know, living things to the fullest. You've done something, Amy, that I really admire you for, and it's one of the things that we teach as part of all of our programs, including Accelerator. And that is, you've made a decision how you want to experience your life, <laughs> and you've reverse engineered that decision to say, what things do I need to do in order to experience life this way. Right. We live in a consumer society where people stop at, do I want this pizza or don't I? Well, of course I want this pizza. Now, tomorrow you're going to be full of brain fog. You're going to feel lethargic. You're going to have inflammation in every joint in your body. You're going to hurt. You're going to be miserable. But you didn't think about that. Right. We need to forward think. How do I want to experience my life? How do I want to experience tomorrow morning? And what mm -hmm. do I put in my body today to make sure I can do that? Right. And that's what the last phase of the program is about. That's what life and living is about, is learning how to engineer the experience in life that you want to have. Not me. doesn't matter what I want you to have. Right. Not, right. not me. What do you want to experience in how you show up for your life? And let's make that happen for you. Right. Uh, I love that you're ending on this note because, you know, oftentimes when we ask people, you know, where do you want to be when you're when you're 70, 80, 80 years old? You know, how do you want to live that? 50 was a big number for me because it was like, you know, wow, this is midlife. This is, you know, this is the middle of the road. What this is the first half, you know, it is gone. Now I have to focus on the second half. And what do I want it to look like? How do I want to be in in my world, you know, and, and also to not just health and wellness and vibrancy. And I, and that matters, you know, because those were my decisions. I, I have 12 grandkids. I want to be an active participant in their life, not just, you know, sitting on the sidelines, watching them. I want to be in it, 
you know, with them, you know, on the ground, hiking along with them, playing the games with them. You know, that was important to me. Um, It's not just that I want to be 90, 100, 110 years old, but I want to be a vibrant 90, 100, 110 years old. Oh, yeah. There was somewhere I was going with this, but it's also it's also at that point, too, where you start thinking about what's the legacy? What's the legacy? What am I leaving behind? You know, what am I leaving this world a better place than I found it? You know, and how am I doing that? A very dear friend of mine, her name is Alicia Olivier Park, runs a program called Living the Legacy. And Mm. yeah, I'll, I'll give her a shameless plug here because I think it's so important. The legacy we leave behind is important. Yeah. But what legacy are we living? Yes. What are we showing? Yeah. At 56 years old, I'm scrambling up hills with a 60 to 70 degree slope. And I'm looking at the world from the top. And people look at my Facebook page and they're like, wow, what beautiful pictures. What an amazing place. Mm-hmm. But I realize that at 56 years old, I'm doing this. But at 39 years old, I couldn't. Right. At 39 years old, I was at the bottom of the hill. I didn't see the view because I couldn't do that. Couldn't get there. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, I want to live behind a legacy of giving the world back its health. But by God, I want to live that legacy too. Yeah. I want to live it right now. And I want to live it when I'm 70. And I want to live it when I'm 80. And when I'm 90, I want to be that active guy. You know what? I want to be, and I know you do too. I want to be the guy that 25-year-olds are looking at going, damn, when I'm old, I want to be him. <laughs> that's who I want to be, right? That's who I want to be. And that's what we're trying to accomplish here by giving people a chance to get their health back. Absolutely. And all of us that are in this field, I mean, I love that we're reaching a place in the world where we're all kind of banding together, yeah. sharing each other's messages mm-hmm. and, and letting people know you are not stuck with what you have. You're not. No, absolutely not. Belden, how can people get a hold of you and find out more about the Accelerator program? Nutritional Fitness. And by that, I mean, our, our website is nutritional.fitness. There is no com, no net, nothing like that. It's just our name. Nutritional.fitness slash talk. Nutritional.fitness slash talk. That will get you on my calendar. And we'll talk about if this is right for you, because we don't want to take your money if it's not the right fit, right? Good but, for if you. It, but if it's the right fit, and we'll we'll discuss exactly what that looks like on the call. If it's the right fit, we will give you a guarantee of success in reaching your goals, the goals that we agree to on the call. We'll guarantee your success if it's a fit for you. And what does that mean? Well, 93% of the people who work with us reach and maintain their goals. There is no better success rate in the entire industry. And part of that is because we make sure you're a fit before we hire you or before we bring you on. Right. Exactly. Belden, I love this. Thank you so much for coming in here and sharing your message with our audience and um, really making the difference that you're making in the world. Because, you know, health is so important this last year, if it's taught us anything else, uh, you know, and as we move forward, we it's in our hands. It's in our hands. It's not someone else's. Um, you know, we have to take control of this. Belden, I'm going to leave you with the last and final thought. 
Amy, my last final thought is you, because I work inside the body. I'm one of the best in the world at what I do. You work in our environment and toxicity and the ways that, that our environment is just completely undoing us. And I love the work that you do, Amy. I love what you're doing with toxicity and helping to clean up the environment and really teaching us how to do that. And it's kind of a one-two punch, right? Inside the body and in our environment. So guys, for those of you listening, the thing to remember is that you don't have to let life be dictated to you by commercialism. Companies are there to make money. They're not there to look out for you. They're not there to get your clothes cleaner and they're not there to make you more healthy. They're there to make money. We inside individually have to make the decisions about what we as consumers want to experience in our life. Trust me, if enough of us spend our money on the stuff that cleans up our environment, that's what stores are going to carry. Right. Right. So never feel, never feel like you just don't have a choice in this world. You do. I love that. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.